Welcome to the I Am Winter Solstice Symposium and Fire Tenders Gathering. We are happy you are here. Please find the full schedule at IamSymposium.com. Renee asked me to do a presentation on devotion because three years ago, I woke up on the, the uh, November 11th of 2018, and it was the um, seventh anniversary of Carl's and my husband's and I, uh, eldest son. Uh, his name was Carl. It was the seventh anniversary of his death, and um, I was just sitting there, and I was... moved to do something significant to honor his life. And all these words and things just started tumbling in. And um, I realized that I wanted to honor him by doing something creative to honor his creativity because he was um, very creative and funny and he was always doing all sorts of cutting edge things. Um, and being a writer, my creative mm, expression, my m most familiar creative expression is writing. So I thought, okay, um, I need to, I need to do a blog. I had started a blog maybe, you know, four years earlier, five years earlier and earlier and probably written a total of about eight posts in all those years. So I knew how hard it is, it, how hard it is for me to write every day, to write at, to write anything. I, I would never think that anything I um, had to share was meaningful in any way. But so I knew how hard that was. And um, I was also a subscriber, and I still am, to a blog by Seth Godin. G-O-D-I-N. And um, it's funny, when I, I, I looked at Carl and that day, that uh, November 11th of 2017, and said that I thought that I should do some kind of a creative act and that maybe I should perhaps blog every day for a year. And then something popped into my head that I had just read and it turned out about two weeks earlier by Seth Godin. And is it coming through? Okay, thanks. Um, and I looked it up and it turned out that he had written a post on October 31st. And I even provide a link to it in, in one of my blogs that said that... <clears throat> Um, the full title of that post was the first 1000 are the most difficult. And I thought, oh, okay, really? Mm, should I really do 1,111 blog posts in a row? It would seem since that had come to me and I'd saved that post, which was really weird. You know, why would I even do that? But I did. Um, and so 
I spontaneously just committed to, in, in front of Carl, I said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do 1,111 blog posts. And I'm going to call it the 1111 devotion because I'm doing this act. It's an act of power. And it's, I'm doing it to honor Carl's creative life. And, um, the definition of devotion is the act of devoting or setting apart to a sacred use or purpose, solemn dedication, consecration. And that just felt really right. Like, yeah, if I, if I just do this one thing every day, I am honoring my son's life. So that's what I decided to do. Um, and it's interesting that uh, Renee was just just aired her interview with Lynn Andrews, because at the very same time that I wrote the very first blog post in this series, in this 11.11 series, um, I called it. 11.11 devotion, an act of power. And I feel that entering any kind of a devotional work, any kind of um, bringing a, a, a devotional habit into your life is an act of power because you, it makes, it, it empowers you if you, just allow yourself to follow through with it. And I'm, I'm making the correlation with Lynn Andrews because I think it was probably 35 years ago. I was, uh, the very first books that really turned me on were Lynn's. Um, and I always aspired to write books like hers. And, um, she wrote a, um, a book called Teachings Around the Sacred Wheel. And in that book, she describes doing an act of power. And when I did that, um, I went into the woods that uh, are very close to my, my home. And I wrote on a paper three things that I wanted to manifest in my life. And, that, and then the whole point was to do this act of power, to consecrate this, this setting of an intention. And... Um, I wrote that I wanted to be an attorney, which I already was, so that was not hard, um, an author, and a shaman. And this was before I had any inkling of what I might do in that capacity or how I might even remotely have that manifest in my life. Um, it, it was kind of a crazy thing for me to ask for or to set that intention. But that act of power was so powerful that I did, in fact, end up fulfilling each of those aspirations, even though I don't call myself that, and I wouldn't. But um, my point is that 
even the smallest um, inspirational act that we want to do or, or making sacred action can be a huge act of power for us. And it can really make a, a, a vast difference in our life. Um, I'd like to... So I started this um, writing these um, posts every night, and it was funny because I definitely um, made it clear to anybody who might be reading them that I might not, I might only end up writing a couple of sentences some nights, but the whole point was that I would do it. I would show up, and I, even if I only wrote a sentence, that was the devotional aspect. It was the showing up. It was the making sacred. And along those lines, I want to um, just kind of, it, it's funny because a lot of people, um, my posts obviously became very intimate because I was talking to whomever was reading them every single day of my life for the past three years. So we became conversational, even though I wasn't hearing them very often, but they were hearing me. And um, a lot of times I would kind of um, start to riff on something or I'd have nothing to say. And I'd basically say that in my in my post. But then something would come out. And um, a lot of times people would say, well, you know, why don't you why don't you um, write them ahead of time? Do you know? build up a little kind of, you know, a cache of of posts that you can just pull out and, and do whenever you run out of stuff to say. And I have to say, you know, for the longest time, um, I blamed it on just my me in in so far as um, being a last minute person and being procrastinator, that that's just is the way I do things. But really, when I really, really sit down and think about it, the reason why I didn't do that, and I still don't do it, is because it is the act of showing up. It's the spontaneity. It's the being open to spirit, believe it or not. I mean, I really feel like sometimes I'm sitting on my couch and what comes out is definitely not mine. But I feel like it is a connection that I've made. It was a collaboration, if you will, with Carl, with my son, when I promised that I would do this for him, that I would that I would show up every night and honor his creativity by making space for my own. So that's one of the reasons why I don't write them ahead of time. Even um, one of my sons got married during this past three-year period, and I didn't even write ahead at that time. I, I posted on my phone, which is, as we can tell from my technological prowess displayed earlier, um, that's just really my forte. And so, you know, blogging on my phone was a, a snap. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so anyway, so that that, that 
that's one of the things I wanted to share was how it's the spontaneity and that this is an act of power. Um, the bottom line, I think, when we make anything sacred is the intention underneath it. And since our theme for this particular I Am Symposium is navigating change during times of uncertainty and unrest, I'd like to extol the virtues of finding something in your life that you can turn into a devotion. And it can be the smallest, the smallest thing. Even lighting a candle, sitting with it and looking into it and telling yourself that you're okay. And allowing yourself to drink in the flame and feel the warmth of that flame coming into you, warming you, hearing your own voice say, I'm okay, I'm calm, I'm peaceful, I'm safe. And just doing that act of devotion to your own self-care, to your own self-love, I believe, can change your life. And bring, and, and you know, and it's, it's so much, this devotional act can be so much smaller even than, you know, sitting and meditating or, or, or consecrate, consecrating your, you know, yoga practice or whatever. Those are daunting things. And, and I think it's more important to get to the root of what really matters to you, what you find sacred and what you value, what is really, really something that you want to honor in your life. Or, or um, for instance, this devotion, my 11-11 devotion, was to honor Carl's creativity and to remember him. Of course, I always remember my son every day. There's not a day that doesn't go by that I don't think of him. But this was a way, seven years after his death, for me to make a point of thinking about him. And... There's that aspect. It's it's taking something every day that, that you may do every day and dedicating it to, to something bigger than yourself or indeed yourself. Because so much so much of the time it seems to me that we we put ourselves last or we think we should be doing big things when I think it's the little things, it's the little things that really add up to making a big difference. And one example I have of that is um, 
I, I um, am familiar with this organization in um, Virginia, and it's called Paralandra. And they, um, Michelle Wright, has a very intimate relationship with nature and pan and um, spirit. And she has uh, <clears throat> started this program where she encourages people all over the world to do a small ritual on the first day of every month. And it is the whole intention behind it is for everybody who does it. We are all putting our intention into creating balance in the biodiversity and we're combating the ravages of climate change. And it takes literally probably two minutes to do it one day a month. And that to me, when I, when I do that, it is an act of devotion to mother earth. It's a small thing. I choose to think that all of us acting in concert with each other and with spirit and with the knowledge that, I'm, you know, Pan, who is, you know, the um, spirit of nature, the land upon which we um, have control. So we do it only for our own land. And if we live in an apartment, only for our apartment. Um, but everybody doing something like that to bring balance and harmony to our personal little environments helps the entire world. And that is one small act of devotion that I do aside from my 11-11 devotion. And I should mention that when I entered into the 11-11 devotion, I didn't even calculate, uh, you know, you know, I don't know. I, I know there are 365 days in the year, but I didn't like really think about the fact that it would be over three years, but it was. And the cool thing about that is that, um, so Carl died on 11-11-11 at a, around 11-11 at night. And I started this on 11-12 of 2018. When I, and I did luckily, amazingly, um, I did actually not miss any days. So it concluded on, <clears throat> uh, I can't remember what day it was. <laughs> of course I can. It concluded on November 26th, which actually was the day that uh, my entire family held a gathering honoring Carl's life um, at a local park. And he, the um, actual gathering took place on a Saturday, but it was November 26th. This ending of this 11-11 devotion was published. Um, I wrote it on 11-26, but because it didn't get it, just the way my email goes out, it got sent out on Saturday. So it was the 
two um, anniversaries of his gathering, which I don't know, uh, it just kind of blew my mind because it was completely unintentional. And I felt like it was a confirmation that I'd been onto something. So uh, something else I want to talk about. Um, let's see. I would like to encourage all of you to find something in your own life that you want to honor. It could be anything. It can, it can be political. It can be um, natural. It can be family. It can be anything that you want to honor or bring into your life in a sacred way. Um, I encourage all of you to find something little that you can do each day. And, and I can almost guarantee you it will bring you a centeredness and a sense of purpose and peace that could really surprise you. It also could surprise you the interconnectedness of all of it. So if you think about all the other people who may be creating a devotional practice, and of course there are yogis and, and mystics and, I mean, devotional practices are, are certainly, you know, they've been with us since the dawn of time, I'm sure. But all of us doing just little devotions and thinking of um, it out of an out of a religious context and then bringing in, it into more of a spiritual, just sacred everyday sense, we'll we'll all experience that interconnectedness and that too. Okay, so I want to have us contemplate um, something we we can each do. Um, that calls to our own heart. Um, before I have you sit with that for a moment, um, I do want to tell you my experience after I completed the 1111 devotion, which, as I said, came to a completion on November 26th of 2021. Um, and what really surprised me were the comments I got from people who'd been reading my posts, pretty much there were there were some who actually walked through this devotion with me every single day, um, and that was their act of devotion. And I wonder if they realize how meaningful that was in a bigger picture, how meaningful it was to to me without even knowing it, having the energetic support of them choosing to show up every day and read my blog. That was a devotion. Um, and I found that the comments I received 
my, you know, daily little musings um, through the past three years, which have been tumultuous, as we all know, um, on some level brought some connection and warmth and compassion and hopefully some humor sometimes to the people who were reading it. And when I read their comments to me about that, that they would miss my, my blogs, my blog posts, it spurred me on to want to continue my devotion. But it's, while it still, of course, will always be connected to Carl, it's now connected to my readers and to my my web of family that has spread out far and wide in a way that I never would have anticipated. I felt such a sense of love and uh, and um, interconnectedness when I ended my 11-11 devotion that I decided to start a new devotion, which is what I'm doing now and it's just one day at a time but it's a devotion to our interconnection as souls here on this earth at this extremely volatile time we need each other and things are the winds are blowing and they are blowing us and blowing us and trying to throw us off our center and they're also just blowing away all the old stuff that doesn't matter anymore. And if we can, if we can withstand, if we can stand in the face of these winds together, holding hands, we're going to get through it. And I just know that it is our interconnection that's going to be our strength. We are stronger together than we are everybody trying to do their own thing and go it alone. And so I feel like that was a gift that I was given by fulfilling my devotion to Carl. I was shown the power of our interconnection and our collaboration as people who are here to make a difference. Now we're all we're all in this together and everybody who is watching this may be, I mean, we're, we're all connected and we, we need to remember that. So um, I would like to I'd like to take you on a guided tour of uh, where you need to go to perhaps get in touch with your own devotional focus if you are willing if you if you, if you find that uh, the thought of doing something small every day or big um, can make you feel more connected to spirit more connected to your own soul more connected to all of the rest of us who are doing devotional acts um, I'd like you to close your eyes 
and I realize now as I'm sitting here that I wanted to open sacred space when I began this presentation. And I got so thrown off my little center of balance by the technology that I failed to open sacred space. And I know that Renee and Bridget have opened sacred space for the entire IAM symposium, but I would like to open it now for the rest of this um, presentation because I feel like this too <laughs> is a devotional act because it makes this time that we're spending together sacred. So take a deep breath to the winds of the north. Sewakente, Royal Hummingbird, Wanakari, to the grandmothers and grandfathers who've come before us. And all you who will come after us, our children's children's children, come and be here with us now as we do this work. Warm your hands by our fire, whisper your wisdom in our ears, remind us of the lessons we've come here in this lifetime to learn. Wolf, please go out and gather up our greatest teachers and ask them to come and sit with us in council. We ask them to come and perhaps give us, give us messages on what we can do what act of devotion we can bring into our life to help us remember what's truly important. Wanakari, sacred hummingbird, please help us be still amidst the chaos of the outside world. Help us realize the devotional act that we can bring into our life that will help us find that calm center every single day or every single month or week, whatever is best for our own soul. Please come and join us. Oh, to the winds of the east, Apuchin, Hatunkuntu, Waman, Hatuntuku, Eagle, Condor, hawk, and owl, come winged ones, join us in this sacred space. Help us fly high among the apos, the sacred mountains, so we can look down on our lives and see the strands of our destiny laid out before us. Help us see the choices we have to make each and every day. Help us see how bringing an act of devotion into our life can change the course of our day, of our life. Help us see these strands and help us choose the one 
that calls to us most brilliantly. And sacred apples, great mountains from all over the world, please come and inform our work. Bring us your accumulated wisdom. Help us remember who we are and why we're here. Oh. To the winds of the south, Sachamama, great serpent, Amaru, mother of the jungle, mother of the forest, please wrap, come and wrap your coils of golden light around each one of the people who are listening to this presentation whenever they're listening to it and help them shed Help them shed their fears, their worries, their anxieties, their skepticism, their fear, their anger. Anything that's weighing them down or holding them back from being the most brilliant expressions of their true selves. Help them shed so that they can feel lighter and reborn and ready to embrace something new. Porcupine, come and bring us your gifts of innocence and trust and faith and playfulness, all the while reminding us to set and keep effective boundaries. Remind us that we know how to do this and remind us to do it. Please come and join us. Aho. To the winds of the west, Otorongo, mother, sister, jaguar, Chokachingchai, rainbow jaguar, you who knows that across from this world to the next and back again, grandmother and grandfather bear, keepers of the wisdom that resides deep within all of us, come and join us. Jaguar, guard our medicine space. Keep us safe. As we let go, as we go into the darkness of the void, of, of seeking the answers, you have seen the birth and death and rebirth of universes, so come and help us die to the old way of being, for that is the way of change. Once again, Zephyrus, you are here with us, very palpably. And grandmother and grandfather bear, help us have access, easy access to that wisdom that resides within us. Help us find the act of devotion that we can bring to our life that will help us remember that we are sacred beings in our own right and that the smallest act done with the purest of intentions can change everything. Come and be with us. Oh. Pachamama, Mamacita, Danu, Gaia, sweet Mother Earth. You are the mother who never leaves us. And I ask you to hold 
each and every person that is participating today or any day. Hold them, allow them to sink into your arms and let go. Help them synchronize their heartbeat with yours. Slow, steady, strong. Help them synchronize their breathing with yours. Help them hear the wind and the trees on you. Mother, we connect with you. We give you gratitude and we do this. We do this work of seeking how we can bring devotion into our own lives. We do this not only for ourselves, but for all your children, two-legged, <clears throat> four-legged, many-legged, no-legged, winged ones, furred ones, finned ones, stone people, plant people, standing tall people. Mother, we acknowledge that we are all connected. And when one thrives, we all thrive. And when one enters into a devotional act, others benefit in ways that we may never know. But that's where trust and faith comes in. So we offer our devotion to you, to each other, and to ourselves. Ahomatakwayasin. And intitaita mamakiya hatun chaskas. Father, Son, Grandmother, Moon, Brothers and Sisters of the Great Star Nations, Iatixi, Wirakocha, Wakandanka, Ascended Masters, Angelic Realm, God, Goddess, all that is, you are known by a thousand names, and you who are the unnameable, please shine your light down upon this I Am Symposium, this presentation, Everyone who's listening now or who will listen in the future, shine your light down upon all of us in the present moment. Fill our hearts and our minds and our bodies with your brilliance, with your peace, with your unconditional love and compassion, with your wisdom. Help us in whatever act of devotion we may choose to tap into your light. Oh. That too is an act of devotion. Opening sacred space and simply allowing our heartfelt prayers, wishes, blessings on each other, on our situations. Um, that too is an act of devotion. So 
now that we've opened the sacred space and we've asked for help, I'd like you all to continue closing your eyes and allow yourself to walk out your front door in spirit and walk, run, fly, appear instantaneously. Whatever mode of transportation you choose, but go to your favorite place, your favorite place on earth, the place that makes your heart sing. And I want you to find a place there where you are, where your sacred place is, that's quiet and out of the way. And I want you to settle in. Sit with your legs cross-legged or whatever comfortable way you need to be. And I want you to call out to your higher self. And ask your higher self to send a messenger. Allow yourself to expand your awareness and realize that something, someone is approaching you. Allow them to approach and as they come into focus, greet them and ask them if they are here to bring you a message about how devotion can come into your life Today. And if they answer in the affirmative, invite them to sit with you. Perhaps warm their hands by your fire if you've set one. Make themselves comfortable in the environment that you have envisioned for yourself, that you are in. Ask them Ask them for details. Is this a devotional act that you can do once a day, once a week, once a month? Allow yourself to have the conversation 
ask the questions that come up. Very often, our guides, our guardians, our teachers, wait for us to ask the questions. So don't be afraid to ask. Listen. Listen to what you're told. If it's a, if it's a devotional practice that really takes you by surprise, ask. Ask why or ask, you know, un, ask for details. Some of you may be asked to do it on faith. And some of you may get very detailed answers. Ask for messages in our day-to-day -day life once you come back from this visit to your sacred place. Ask for confirmation. And ask for help. Ask for help in making the devotional practice part of your life. Now I want you to reach into your pocket and bring out a gift that you can give to this teacher, some little memento of your appreciation. Or you can give them a hug or hold their hands and look into their eyes. But most importantly is your gratitude. And again, ask them to help you because we are all in this together. And believe me, we need our unseen, our unseen allies every bit as much as we need our corporeal allies, our friends and our family and our loved ones. Ask them <clears throat> if they have anything they want to tell you Anything else that you need to know in order to begin this practice of bringing devotion into your life? And if you are complete, again, say thank you and then come back the way you went. Make your way right back into right where you are right now. Now, you can open your eyes. And hopefully you have some means of writing something down right now. You can write down what you received.
I apologize for not recommending that you have a paper and pencil beside you. Um, it's important that you write down as much of the details of your conversation as you can. And in fact, while well, I'll be quiet for a moment, I'll let you write. Another act of devotion that is a possibility to consider is to engage in a in a practice of seeking peace for yourself or guidance on a regular basis. Or even just taking a journey and expressing gratitude for all the help we receive every day in many, many ways, if we are paying attention. Um, I, I do believe that you will find that you're going to all receive messages. You know, uh, you're going to, you're going to, if you asked for that type of input in this meditation that we just did, you will receive it, but you need to pay attention and you need to listen. So if you aren't quite sure yet, if you want to engage in a devotional act, or uh, if you're not quite sure what you would like to do, pay attention. I am sure you will know and you will get really amazing hints from the most unlikely sources. But again, as I've said in other I am symposia, listening is the key. Listening to each other, listening to spirit, listening to our higher selves. Um, that's the key. And um, I just want to thank you all for being patient with me. And um, I, uh, yeah, new technology will is fun. So uh, I think I'm finished. I don't know why I can't talk to anybody because it seemed to me that other ones that I've watched, there was more interplay between. Renee and Bridget and whatever, but I'm going to trust that this went the way it was supposed to go and I'm going to sign off, I guess, now. Uh, I encourage you to feel free to reach out to me anytime, owlmedicine at gmail and uh, check out my blog, which you can find not only on my um, web website, which is owlmedicine.com, but I also do publish it um, on Facebook. So we all know we're on Facebook. So uh, every day 
well, every night I post uh, on my personal page, but I also have um, a page called Owl Medicine, the book and Owl Medicine Shamanic Healing. So feel free to check out any of those pages and um, you'll see my you'll see my blog posts every day so far. So thank you very much and um, have a lovely rest of this 2021 and let's stay connected in 2022 because we do need each other. Welcome to the 10th annual I Am Winter Solstice Symposium and Fire Tenders Gathering. We are excited to offer this container for you to celebrate during these darker days of December from December 20th through January 2nd. We will be having live events every day in the Wind Clan. There will also be a recording available for you if you've given us your email address over at IamSymposium.com. And there's an opportunity to purchase this whole series if you don't think you can be with us live. So again, welcome, and we look forward to being with you throughout.